there. I'm Amy Connell. Welcome to Graced Health, the podcast for women who want simple and grace-filled ways to take care of themselves and enjoy a little chocolate in the process. I'm a certified personal trainer and nutrition coach who wants you to know your eating, movement, and body don't have to be perfect. You just need to be able to do what you are called to do. Hey, welcome back. How was your summer? little different this year, huh? (laughs) I took the summer and tried to um, take a little time at the beginning of the summer and record little small segments called Ask the Trainer. I hope you have gotten a chance to listen to those. They were uh, answers to questions you may have about your eating or movement or how they work together in about five minutes. I did that with the expectation that it would free up some time for me over the summer. And I am so glad I did. This summer turned into being a lot more busy than I planned on it. It was good, but of course, that meant some other things fell through the cracks a little bit. So I am really excited to be back into the rhythm of recording and recording longer episodes and spending a little bit more time with you. Before we get into today's focus, which is strategies for resetting in uncertain times, if we even want to call it that, I thought I would give you a quick little 60 second recap of my summer, what went on. And then I also want to give you a couple different personal notes, uh, just for the podcast in general. So let's see if I can do this in 60 seconds. You know, you know, I'm not very good in spending time (laughs) and getting everything right at the right time. Anyway, okay, summer recap. So I coached two different teen fitness classes. I did a volleyball uh, conditioning, and then also a general teen fitness and conditioning. You'll hear more about that in episode three in a few weeks. But those were fantastic. Um, It strangely exhausted my body during this coaching coaching time. But it was weird because I, I wasn't working out a whole lot, but I was really, really active. And then the heat and the humidity uh, just really did a number on me. I ended up with an overuse injury on my shoulder that I am nursing back. I found myself with an upper hamstring tear from sprinting and maybe not stretching enough, or maybe it's just because I'm 45. I'm not really sure. I drove seven and a half hours from the Houston area up to the Oklahoma City area to wish my mom a happy birthday. And I spent two nights there and drove back. That was the big trip of the summer. I earned my nutrition coach certification through NASM, which is also what holds my certified personal trainer. The only reason I say that is because you'll now hear me say I'm a nutrition coach. What am I planning on doing with that? Really nothing. I just needed my continuing education credits. And as far as nutrition goes, when the best, when the worst, you know, life goes on, I will reset, which is what we're talking about today. I'm not sure if I made that in 60 seconds. Let's just pretend I did. Okay, a couple personal notes. If you have been listening a while, if you have been a Graced Health listener, first of all, thank you. I um, It really means a lot to me that you keep showing up. I have a request, and that is, can you support the show? If you are wanting to support the show more than just listening, I have a couple different options for you. One is by subscribing to my monthly journal. 
I have a lot of fun putting these monthly journals together. Basically, I take notes all month long about things I want to tell you, things that I'm eating, how I'm moving my body, music that's inspiring me, books that aren't inspiring me. I mean, you name it. And for some reason, people seem to like this because I always get really positive emails back. It's just kind of a private space. It's like a little pen pal, maybe if you will, but it's a journal. That's what I'm calling it at least. (laughs) Now, you might be saying, how does this, how does that support the show? Well, this is the truth. I am working on a book, which makes me really nervous to say out loud every time I say it, but I am working on a book. If I decide to try to get it traditionally published, one really important metric that publishers look at is how many subscribers I have. Email addresses are important because it's more or less a tangible connection point between me and my community, which is you. Email addresses will last Facebook algorithms change, Instagram algorithms change, you know, we just saw this. As I'm recording this, you know, TikTok has been in a little bit of a flux. And so things like that social media can be the rug can just be pulled out from under you. But email addresses are kind of like your home. Now, if you don't want the monthly journal, then I respect that. The other way that you can support the show is to share it with your friends and do a rating and review on this particular podcast. You can get the monthly journal by going to gracedhealth.com slash monthly dash updates. Uh, Just put your email in there and I, I send out one email a month. So I promise I will not be overloading your inbox. I can't keep on top of mine and I promise not to do the same to you. The second note I want to make is, like many of you, the racial injustice injustice we have publicly seen over the past few months have deeply disturbed me. I recognize this is not the first. This has been going on for so many years. I have been on a journey for a while of understanding the American Black experience, and the last few months have really prompted me to double down, double down on learning and figure out exactly how I can be an ally. I'm committed to being an ally to my black sisters and brothers, but also want to be very intentional and authentic in how I do this. I'm just not a loud voice in pretty much anything. You don't see really strong voices coming from me on, um, on the socials. I have listened more than I've talked. And I'm trying to learn not only what I can do better, but also how to educate my children and raise awareness in them. One area I feel I can be intentional is to make sure I show more representation on this Grace Health podcast of people of color. And you will be seeing that in the upcoming seasons. This season, which is a little bit of a menagerie of things, um, I do have, and next week, actually, you're going to hear a phenomenal conversation with Reverend Donna Owusu-Ansa, who you met in season three. I think it was um, Finding Sermons on the Run. Um, So if you want to go back and listen to hers in preparation for this, because I referenced something that we talked about, but we're going to be talking next week about racial bias in the health industry. I will stay in this health umbrella no matter what. Um, Next season, I'm speaking with 
fitness professionals who teach classes in their culture of origin. This is something that has been swimming around in my head, believe it or not, since like last January. And I'll tell you a little bit more about that when that season starts. After that, I will be bringing experts who happen to have more melanin in their skin to discuss whatever the season's topic is, because it's important to me to have a wider voice than my own white one. I am certainly not an expert and the focuses and the um, the subject matters that we're going to be talking about are definitely above my pay grade. So I just want to make sure that I'm showing representation on this podcast. Like I said, this season, we've got a menagerie of episodes. We have a lot of different ones because I'm just kind of trying to catch up from all of the different episodes I wanted to do this summer, but didn't. And next season does return with a focus. Okay, I think we're caught up. (laughs) Let's dig into today's focus, today's topic, topic, which is resetting strategies to reset in I don't know when I'm going to end up naming this, actually. I have not titled this officially, but I'm just calling it Uncertain Times because uh, we've been in that. Typically, the beginning of the school year for me is a time of reset, just kind of like in January. Now, obviously, the Christmas season looks a little bit different than the summer season, but, um, you know, the summer season, we've often had like 10 weeks of summer That includes vacations and day trips and days lounging by the pool. Obviously, this year is different. And I know for some of us, or at least for me, it has felt a little bit like a five-month-long spring break. (laughs) It's been a long time, you guys. And honestly, I've really enjoyed having my kids home. My husband's still working from home. That's been wonderful. I realized about a month in that this focused and intense time together is a gift that I will never receive again. I have uh, my two boys, I have one that is very social. And so it has been, I really cherish the times that we have had together. We've had a lot of conversations as a family, and I'm grateful for that. So uh, in that way, I'm, I'm thankful for this time. You know, our summer didn't include any major vacations. We did take a quick lake trip getaway to visit my husband's family. Like I said a second ago, I drove up to Oklahoma to wish my mom a happy birthday. And um, I did stay busy. I coached a lot of different types of those classes. Um, I still had my women's classes. I had my training. And I really have no complaints about the summer. However... I am ready to find some semblance of a schedule. (laughs) I feel like, uh, you know, when I was in high school, I was in a sorority, which I've talked about some, and we would visit, you know, guys who were friends or whatever in a fraternity house, and there was a house mom, I kind of feel like I've been a fraternity house mom for five months. Um, You know, my boys really do take care pretty good care of themselves, and I'm not knocking them. But this has been my personal challenge. I am torn between wanting my own space, because I'm admittedly a little selfish, and wanting to be available for those impromptu talks. And if you're a parent of a teen, you know what you know what I mean, like they come from no, you know, they just come out of nowhere. And you want to be able to be available for those whenever they come about. Those often happen in the kitchen, 
So because of that, if someone is in the kitchen, I tend to hang around in case anyone wants to talk. And when you have two large teen boys, somebody is always in the kitchen, which means I am two. So that kind of leads into today's topic of resetting. I have been giving a lot of thought about how I can do an intentional reset, like I often do at the beginning of the school year, but in a sustainable way that works for me and that works for my family. So I want to approach this from a couple different angles today. And again, just like with everything I talk about, some of this is going to work for you, some of it may not. And what I want you to what I want to challenge you to do is figure out what is realistic and sustainable for you and particularly for your schedules, which we'll talk about here in a second. So the couple different angles that are several different angles that we're going to talk about is from fit, a fitness perspective, nutrition, a schedule and overall. So pick and choose the ones that work for you. So let's start off with a physical reset. So personally, for me, even though I haven't worked out a lot, I've been very active, I am doing a two week, I'm calling it replenish and repair time. I'm actually still not working out because I'm trying to nurse the shoulder injury. I'm still trying to heal that stupid hamstring injury. I'm actually pre-recording this, so I'm not really sure how it will be. I will make sure and let you know over on the Grace Health Podcast group. But it is okay to assess where you have been and just take a minute to reset, whatever that is, maybe it's starting to work out harder, maybe it's not working out as much, but figuring out what your body needs right now. In my conversation with Reverend Donna, after we got off and stopped recording, we started talking about resetting. And uh, I, she was sharing some of her strategies with me. And she said, I do one thing at a time. And she said, whenever I reset, sleep is always number one, which I love. I think that that's very wise and um, will start you off and set you up for success. She said sleep is her number one, and then water, making sure she drinks plenty of water, and then food. And one thing she said that I actually wrote down, she said, I deserve to feel good in in the body God gave me because he has work for me to do. You deserve to feel good in your body, and you've got to figure out what makes your body feel good. So do you need to protect your sleep? Do you need to drink more water? Do you need to create or commit to a movement schedule? So we're going to talk about schedules here in a second. You do not have to go crazy. And in fact, I don't recommend that. Um, And you all I also want to say you don't need to approach this school starting season as okay, well, I've always done this. And so I'm going to do that again, because now is not like it was last year. So figure out what is realistic for now and not what was right last year at this time. Okay, let's talk about nutrition. And I talked about this a little bit a second ago. Water. Are you drinking enough water? And then I suggest that you whatever you need, whatever changes you need to make in your food, it's one at a time. Maybe first you drop the processed food. Maybe first you 
uh, don't eat out or get the, I get, we're not eating out right now, I guess, <laughs> getting the drive through. Maybe it is increasing to having, you know, one salad a day, or if you haven't had it, if you don't hardly have salads at all, maybe it's once a week. Um, maybe it is, okay, I'm going to have a few cucumbers with my lunch, and I don't normally have vegetables with my lunch, but just kind of taking that one approach at a time, um, one small change that is realistic and sustainable. Okay, let's talk about schedules. I'm kind of a schedule nerd, like I do really well when I write things down, that tends to be how most people in my family thrive as well. So it just kind of works out really well. Uh, What I normally do at the beginning of a reset time is I write out whatever my workout schedule is going to be. Oftentimes, it's just on a piece of paper or a spiral notebook. And I'm like, okay, Monday is strength. Tuesday is hit. Wednesday is walk with a particular friend. And I plan it out ahead of time. So I don't have to think about it. And then I put it in my calendar. So I hold myself accountable to it. So that is one way to uh, make sure that your schedule is reflecting whatever it is that however you're wanting to reset. Don't forget to meal plan, which I try to include some episodes on that in season two, I'll try and I'll link those in the show notes. But meal planning is being kind to your future self. So that way you will know what you are making for dinner tonight. Unlike me today, I have no idea what I'm making for dinner tonight because I didn't meal plan. So it does, it does make life a little bit earlier. Now I know schools are doing all kinds of different things right now. For my kids, they attend a public high school. And the school district is going all online classes. The way it works is they will be in class from nine to two thirty, and then they call it asynchronous learning, which I'm really not sure what that is going to mean, but that's what they're going to do from two thirty to three thirty. So I know they are pretty much going to be tied up between nine and two thirty, and then they have a lunch break. I think from like twelve thirty to one thirty or something like that. So what I've been doing is trying to figure out how to create my own boundaries as well as set expectations. And the most important part of setting that expectation is that I honor it. I am the first person who will admit I can get sucked into Instagram or to Facebook and just fall down a rabbit hole. And so I think for me going in knowing that I have a window of time where I won't really be interrupted, and that will allow me to focus and do the things that I need to be doing. Okay, now, so we've talked about physical resets, we've talked about nutrition resets, we've talked about schedules. And now let's just kind of talk about it from an overall perspective. Because, again, I think it's really easy to take these periods of time, like at the beginning of the year, uh, whether it's the school year or the calendar year and say, this is how it's going to be. And this is what I'm going to do for a really long time. And perhaps that's not how we need to approach this reset this year. One thing I recommend doing is taking it into maybe like a three week increment. Now there's nothing magical about three weeks, but it will be enough time for you to kind of get in the rhythm of something, but not so long that you find that this just doesn't work for you. 
you can have, you can take a different intention with every three weeks. So maybe from a physical or working out perspective, maybe it's like, you know what, okay, I want to focus on strength training for three weeks. And then I want to talk about HIIT training, which if you're new to HIIT training, make sure you go back and listen to that episode, because I do give a little bit of parameters around that. Um, But just kind of figuring out like, okay, this is what I'm gonna do for three weeks. And then I'm going to reassess because I think we always need to allow ourselves the grace of reassessment of changing and um, making it work for us. The other thing that I think is really helpful in situations like this, when you're ever you're resetting, you're doing something new is really being intentional about your habits. I read recently, and honestly, I don't remember when I read it, I think it was maybe at the beginning of quarantine, but a book called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And so it was all about finding success and accomplishing your goals, not with big, wonderful habits, but with just little bitty ones. So one of the things that he talks about is how your brain builds this strong neck network of neurons to support your current behaviors. So for me, brushing my teeth, I don't really have to think very much about that. I don't have to think very much about turning on the coffee pot in the morning. And the more you do something, the stronger and more efficient that that connection, that neurological connection becomes. So one of the best ways to build a new habit is to identify a current habit you already do every day, and then stack your new behavior on top of that or with it. So that's called what he calls that habit stacking. And I think that um, method was really created by a guy named BJ Fogg um, with his tiny habits program. So um, I have not read that book, but the atomic habits was really helpful to me and really kind of kickstarted my uh, refocus on writing this book that I'm embarrassed to say that I'm writing. (laughs) I'm not embarrassed, but it makes me nervous to say that. So the habit stacking formula is after or before your current habit, I will a new habit. For example, if you're wanting to drink more water, it's after using the restroom, I will drink a glass of water. So that way you're taking something that you always do and then adding it on. Or my personal habit stacking for the next three weeks when once school starts is before my coffee and quiet time. I will exercise 30 minutes on Mondays and Wednesdays and Fridays. Tuesdays and Thursdays are going to look a little bit different. Now, for those of you who love your Jesus time, like I do, I know that that seems a little strange, but this is what I have noticed. My coffee and quiet time can turn into something where I really linger, which is not a bad thing, but it can become very unproductive. So it's that finding that right balance of um, spending time with Jesus but not letting my mind wander in the name of spending time with Jesus, if that makes sense. So I want to get that workout in and I can check that off the list. And then I can sit down and and really read my Bible, really pray and, and do all the things that I need to do while I'm drinking my coffee. Okay, let's do a really quick recap. So basically, this is the time of year we are resetting. You may want to consider resetting your physicality, your movement, make sure that it is something that works for you now and not something that worked for you last year. 
You may need to reset your nutrition. It might be water. It might be particular foods. Do that one at a time or one focus at a time, and that will bring you more success. You may need to reset your schedule because schedules are all kinds of wonky right now. (laughs) And so find the one again that works for you now, not necessarily what you typically do. And then we just kind of talked about those that overall reset, looking at it from a broad point of view, maybe just doing a different intention every three weeks, do those habit stackings. What's the one simple thing I want you to remember? Just do one thing at a time. There's no race here. There's no competition of who can get back to normal the fastest. If you do it one simple movement or food or schedule at a time, you're going to find that it is a lot more successful for you. Don't forget to rate and review this. Don't forget to get or to sign up for the monthly journals at gracedhealth.com slash monthly dash updates. And that is all for today. Go out there and have a great day.